Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, or whatever randomness finds its way on in the recording. But let us get started. Well, hey, hey, friends. Welcome to Bonusode number 25 of Laugh It Up Fuzzball. Zuh? <laughs> what does Zuh mean? Zuh means friends. It does. Zuh means friends. And Zuh also means wife. Whoa. Yeah, a new <laughs> your little chuckle over my shoulder. I already had work. one promotion this month, Joe. I don't need another one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so... Uh, I'm joined by none other than uh, Marshall Danny of the Greater Fuzzball Territories. Howdy. And uh, the Earl of Blueberry, Daniel Benjamin Blueford Blue the Fourth. That that would be me. That, that would and be me. and surprise, at least for as long as uh, she can deal with the earbud in the ear, uh, my beautiful other half, the the lovely Queen Heather. Hi everybody. You don't have to talk quiet, baby. The microphone's right there. You just talk normally like you're talking to the boy. She's embarrassed. She's like hiding from you, podcast listener, even though she's totally safe in the recorded studio away from everybody. But but uh, basically, long and short, bonus ode, because, uh, hey, there's lots of things that I always mean to talk about that I've watched. And uh, then the, Danny drops a million news stories, and there's never, <laughs> never any time. <laughs> to, to catch up properly so um we thought hey we can actually just catch up properly and talk about the things that we've watched and uh, that is to say the reason i have the beautiful heather the the illustrious the patient the sainted woman of my mm-hmm. life yes i'm, I'm digging in deep <laughs> gotta gotta get all the love for for my missus but uh because one of the things that i watched was uh, and that the other half watched and I went to go see it in a movie theater because of the love of my life. Was uh, Fantastic Beasts, the crimes, or no, no, the secrets of Dumbledore. 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 Yeah. Dumbledore. We Which saw door? it. The Dumbledore. The Dumbledore. That's the door in between <laughs> doors. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you don't know if you're going to go in the, the Salida or the entrance. Like you go to the, <laughs> go to the Dumbledore. The Salida or the Entrada? <laughs> yes, uh-huh. yes, I couldn't think of the word for entrance, so <laughs> I couldn't think of the word for exit. Because <laughs> at my job, I'm never telling people where the entrance is. I'm always like, salida, salida. <laughs> Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, salida, salida. <laughs> Lo siento, soy un huero. <laughs> yes, but uh, me and the me and the wife saw uh, the, uh, the the Dumbledore movie. The third Fantastic Beast, didn't we, my love? We did, yeah. We did. So uh, just don't worry, friends. We're not going to have any spoilers for things that we watched. But uh, take it away, Mrs. What did you think of the, the Dumbledore movie? It was good. There was, there was, my little friends were in it, so I, lo- I loved how they used the little beasts. Yeah, yeah, they had they had fantastical beasts. Imagine that in a Fantastic Beast movie. I know, they yeah. used them a lot. It was very cute. They did, they did. They saved the day. They use they use some really cute Fantastic Beasts. Uh, there there's one use of a Fantastic Beast which is uh, questionable. 
the whole like the whole like see the future beast and like how like one oh. side uses it versus the other side and yeah. okay. how the origin story goes. Yeah. It's a little little darker <laughs> than you might imagine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Brian uh, posted a pitch meeting that, that discussed like the entire plot of it, and I was like, yeah, ten out of ten. Because what what do you think was that the the most unconvoluted made sense movie you've ever seen in your life? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> were, were there moments where we were like, what's going on? But it's pretty. Yes. And there was moments like, are we going to wrap this up? Oh, okay. Now we're there. Okay. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really good. <laughs> it was. It was It was good shove popcorn in your mouth, enjoyable fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you like magic and wizardry and fantastical beasts. And very cute little creatures. Very cute little creatures. I don't think you'll come away disappointed. However, we went to go see it in theater because my wife loves the Harry Potter everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but my love, do you think people would be like wrong to wait 45 days for it to be semi-free on Hippo Max? <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. As much as, as much as she loved it, I don't know that the spectacle of it requires requires an expensive ticket. We go to our mom and pop place where it's like yeah. matinee, five or six bucks depending on the day. And like with popcorn and sodas, it's like another twenty. It's like, I mean, it was cool to see on the big screen. So if was. you like Harry Potter, I would recommend it. But or the Fantastical Beasts, I'd recommend yeah. it. But yeah, it was a uh, overall enjoyable. I think the company made it better because we even had some shit popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not even like we had really good popcorn. The batch of popcorn that we got, it was it was crap. The refill was much better. <laughs> yes, the refill was much better. So. uh <laughs> Yeah, we didn't even have the popcorn to save it. We just had our sodas and our watermelon uh, thingies. Yeah. What, Sour, Patch Sour Patch Kid watermelons. They're they're delicioso. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Yes. Not being a a, a Potter fan, but I, I I think it's a the elephant in the room. And is was the transition from Depp to Homeboy that noticeable? Was it fluid? <laughs> was it like explain like did it matter it it didn't matter if by fluid do you mean it's a completely new actor and they never mention it once yes then yes okay (laughs) so it's not even so there's not like some weird like metamorphosis like it's just a different dude this is a complete recast it's literally so in the shell game that is fantastic beasts like the first time they lifted the cup they're like hey look at the peanut and then they move them around and like hey there's the peanut and they flip it around you're like that cup and you're right but they lift it up and it's a walnut and you're like that's not even the same nut they're like no it's not that's the same nut you're like no it's it's totally a different nut like nope been the same nut the whole time (laughs) but no i distinctly i saw a peanut like twice maybe one of them was like a dune and it turned into a peanut the first time but like it's been a peanut (laughs) and like nope been a walnut the whole time moving on and you're like okay (laughs) But Mads Mikkelsen is so great that you don't care. He is a fantastic actor. He really he is. is. Yeah. He was very good at the part. So. Yeah. And he, I mean, <clears throat> he's he's a little less, like, over the top like Johnny Depp. But he still, like, has enough, like, where you can believe it's the same character. It, it's, uh, yeah. It's, he did go from white hair to black hair, but. Yeah, he did. That's all right. But, uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't think they're going to make another one of these movies, but the next movie, they just cast a completely different actor and just keep the trend going. Like, it's always a new person. I would respect that. <laughs> <laughs> and just like, how many faces does he have? And like, I don't know. A lot. <laughs> as many as we could get movies made. Which actually yeah. would kind of make sense. <laughs> right. And yeah. the next movie, if they recast him as well. 
Yeah, the next the way they ended it. Next time it's gonna be old uh, method actor uh, Joker Jared Leto. Uh, Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Yeah. You wanna know how I get these faces? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But oh, I mean, overall, like when we were done, we were like, okay. I mean, that was that was worth our six bucks or twelve yeah. bucks for the two of us plus yeah. our, our bad popcorn and soda. Yeah. Question. Yeah. Did you take the kiddos or was this the no. date? It, well, it was a date day. Yeah. All right. Okay. No, just, just say, you know, because kids have a different perspective on movies. And... I wouldn't take your kids to see this movie. No. Ooh, hot take. It's it's dark. It's dark. And our littles are little, so it's they're too little. Yeah, it's it's definitely PG thirteen. I would say like a, a teenager to tweenager would be the youngest that should go see it. Yeah. So it's sort of like, you know, like when they got to the final Harry Potter movies, like where it got dark dark and sexy enough that you're like, Okay, maybe this isn't for like seven year olds anymore. Yeah. Like No, but go okay. <laughs> Like the first Fantastic Beast, I, I would say all ages. The second Fantastic Beast, uh, if they're smart, maybe like nine to ten. And then this one, like they've, it's been three years, so they should be an older age now. <laughs> so your littles have aged up with the movies, I guess. All right. But uh, I mean, if you want, if you want to explain like death and murder to your children, yeah. then far be it for me to tell you how to parent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we weren't ready for that, so no. Yeah, yeah, but our, our, our seven and, and two, a little too, a little too little. Our little sweet innocent one. <laughs> but uh, Jude Law, he's great. Nice. Um, yeah. Regan, I, I like uh, Eddie Redmayne as News Commander. Like, I, I like that yeah, character. I, um, I know people think he's one note, but I I like his character, Hufflepuff. Woo-woo. Um, what's his new? The Muggle guy's great. Uh, Queenie's great, um, and then there's some other like newish characters like uh, Scamander's brother is back, and uh, the the one like African American wizard guy that sort of briefly showed up in the second movie, briefly shows up in the third one. Um, and, and the new girl was really good too. Yeah, the new girl really great actually, yeah. like standout. There's a new witch from America that's really rad, and uh, and then there's Dumbledore and fuck you Barry. Um, <laughs> wait, they. They, well, yeah, so the way the way his character's story goes in the third movie, uh, there's a reason WB is not terribly worried about, like, for that franchise, all the stuff that's going by, because he can easily not be in the fourth movie. Right. And it's not even them, like, writing him out. It's so easy, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm sure what happened, like, well, we're not worried about that Fantastic Beast one. So... <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it's like like incredibly easy. We're like, oh wow, it's almost like they planned that. <laughs> maybe they did. Maybe they did. Yeah. They did. So they cast him. Maybe they just added that storyline in there too at the same time. Maybe, maybe they did. But uh, yeah, that's basically it's uh, there's there's some beautiful, pretty magic in it. Yeah. Some really cool sequences. Uh, there's some some real muddy stuff and some choices where you're just like. Okay, cool. But I mean, eh, what do you want? Like, if you're looking for cinema that's going to change your life, I'm I'm sorry. You probably shouldn't be watching the Fantastic Beast franchise. Yeah. But Niffler's really cute. <laughs> the Nifflers are super cute. Yeah. Nifflers. Ever since I got the Niffler after the first Fantastic Beast, like, every movie makes the Nifflers even cuter and more lovely. I love the Niffler. Is the Niffler yeah. the one that likes shiny things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm a Niffler. A little platypus. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. That's yeah, super cute. Well, th- thank you, my love. You're welcome. I love you. Give it a grade. Give it a grade. I give it a B. Give it a B? Okay. I think that's fair. Okay. Yes. That's because she's be kind. <laughs> she's beautiful. Oh, I love you. And but gracious and but honest and but intelligent. <laughs> All the buzz. And it's bedazzled. getting very beep in here. <laughs> it is getting but deep. <laughs> the bee is silent. <laughs> All right. I uh, love you. Beep you boys my have babe. fun, and I will talk to y'all later. Bye, dear. All Bye. right, You got to hear the the dulcet tones of of my better half. Mm. <laughs> it was shy the whole time. It's so funny. Like somebody who like teaches in front of all sorts of people for a living and and interacts with humans on the regular. It's just like I don't want to be on your silly little show. That's not it. <laughs> I never said that. No, she doesn't like the way her voice sounds, but she's silly. I mean, neither do I. But I just I don't think I don't think any of us but Blue do. No, I hate the way I sound. Are you? Oh, your voice is the best, Blue. I cannot stand the sound of fire. All right, I love you too. All right, well, that's uh, something I watched. Uh, what have you been watching, Danny? What's your thingy you want to talk about first? Oh, man, I've been watching so much non... Uh, well, I don't want to say non-geek stuff, but it's definitely, like, out of our... What we normally talk about, since we talk about, like superheroes and star wars so Uh the one thing i'm watching right now that i absolutely love and there should be a new episode tonight so i'll probably watch that is um on hbo max there's a show called tokyo vice and a hot dog if you just love old school noir detective stories like this is this is up your alley. It's about uh, this white boy from Missouri. He goes to Japan to kind of get away from his family problems or whatever is going on. It hasn't really been revealed why he's over there. And he wants to be a, a crime journalist for a newspaper. Specifically, he wants to cover, cover Yakuza crimes. Okay. Um, but he kind of has cultural difficulties in the sense of how they operate and do the news and how, like, he perceives how news should be told, i.e. how American newspapers tell the news. But I guess you're going back to, like, the 30s because I don't even think, like, newspapers even operate that way anymore. Um, It's very reminiscent of, like, the Karen Page storyline in, like, Daredevil, where, like, he's, like, pushing to do the story and it's, like, his editor going to be like, are you dumb? You're going to get killed. You need more facts, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so he kind of ingrains himself in this underground life with like befriending a Yakuza guy and you get a his story and befriending. Um, I guess they have these things in, J- in Tokyo and Joe, you probably tell me because this is super rad, but there's like bars you go to. And then like, there's these girls that are hostesses. They're not like, prostitutes or strippers they just like sit down at the table and hang out with you while you buy drinks it's called a juicy bar yeah yeah so there's a girl there's this like white mormon girl who works at the juicy bar that's running away from her demons and like they get along because they both speak english and whatnot and so they're all connected in the undergirl and you kind of like get caught up in this turf war with the yakuza corrupt cops and he's trying to solve like this big story revolving around 
a particular Yakuza family, but you're kind of following the trails and the and the ups and downs. It's really good. It feels very noir because it's very dark. Like I think every episode is shot at night. Oh my! And like it's pretty crazy. And you know, it, I, I'm learning a lot of things culturally that like makes Japan seem super fucking rad. Um, <laughs> I can see why Joe loves Japan at this point <laughs> because I was just well, like, bro, Japan is freaking awesome. Yeah, I know it is inspired by a uh, by a real story, uh, same name, Jake Adelstein. And then mm-hmm. it's based on a book that came out in 2009. What you said it's set in the 1930s? No, no, it's set in present day. Like it's okay. 2022 or whatever, 21. Okay. Um, um, I mean, I mean, this is one of those shows where they don't acknowledge coronavirus, which is fine. But that's right. But like, like my like it doesn't have like a set time, but it's it's now. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's super rad. It's super just pull draws you in. Nice. Well, yeah, Japanese culture is is Ichiban deaths. Uh, so yeah, I I'm the well, ever since you told me about it, I'm like definitely that's on my radar. I just gotta gotta find some time. Yeah, and it's it's just cool because you see like different like how the Japanese deal with like homosexuality and like worth like exit worth place ethic and and how they view foreigners and, and, and women's place at the workplace and things like that. Like it's just, it's just neat. Cause I don't have that. I don't have that perspective. The one thing I will say about juicy bars is uh, I'm not going to 100% condone it uh, as a service member. I definitely have friends that went there. And then I found out how tied up most of those places are in trafficking in persons. And uh, I don't, I don't endorse them now because you know, you very well could be, could be dealing like with the legal version of slavery uh lots of girls from the philippines like with lots of promises get tied into some pretty shady deals and most of those bars do deal in the sex trade so you um, know what i mean I either confirm or deny that gets covered in the show yeah so it's all it's all fine and dandy to go to the juicy bar and pay ten dollars just for the girl to sip on juice next to you while you have your beer but uh very possible that she's trapped there so i'm just gonna leave it there <laughs> So as soon as soon as I realized like what that was, uh, and it was 100% through some trafficking in persons training with the military, I stopped frequenting those establishments. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I had I had no idea. I guess it was right there in front of my eyes, but I was drunk often, so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I'm gonna say when I was in my 20s, I wasn't the best version of me. I'm much better now that I'm 30s and 40s, so. <laughs> That's that's all I will say. I just figured I feel like that has to be said. <laughs> that's fair. But, but the good. acknowledge it. Oh yeah, for sure. And the you said the show it seems like the show you really enjoy. It's like going on its eighth episode of a ten episode run, looks like. Yes. yes. And it's nice. it, I don't know. It's it's just I know it's not the norm of what we normally talk about, but it's kind of the stuff I like to watch when I need a break from all the capes and magic. I mean, it's a bonus ode, so I'm all about it. We're just sort of like, literally, I'm like the preemptive title is like, "What you watching?" <laughs> <laughs> I wish I you would have told me that earlier, because we could have just like, "All right, Blue, what you watching?" Transition. Watch. <laughs> but we we also instead of uh instead of having our normal where we talked about what we we're going to talk about or formulate a game plan, uh corralled the misses into like recording with us like okay we're gonna start here's an earbud babe. <laughs> oh true debt true debt yeah so what what you watching blue? 
Uh, I have been watching Moon Knight. Ooh, so we'll we'll throw it out there, friends. This is not our spoiler review of Moon Knight. That'll come after all six episodes have aired. We will be non-spoilery. Uh, but Correct. feelings feelings and themes and uh, opinions are okay without yeah. specific details. Take it away, so, Blue. Um, if you are a fan of the book, you are going to... I really hope you are going to absolutely love this because it is like... It's different. Um, it is very different from the books. Uh, there are a lot of things in this that are, uh, like, surprisingly different that I didn't think that they were going to be uh, going into. However, I have to say, there hasn't been a single change to the lore and the story of who Moon Knight is um, that I haven't liked so far. Like, right up into these newer episodes right now. It's been a fun amazing ride and i've been enjoying every second of it have you um, seen the most recent episode blue because i have not yet we I did we, we watched it today as a matter of fact okay yeah, yeah i think i think after we record I'll, I'll try and convince the wife to watch it depending on how late it is because i do work tomorrow check it out it is uh it is very good very nice. Now, the one thing I will say, I've heard a contrary opinion to I really, really enjoy the show very much, too. Um, if you like the Jeff Lemire run of Moon Knight and, and the way the character changes with like Jeff Lemire writing, like you're going to like it even more. But if you're like beholden to everything that was Moon Knight before that, you might take issue with some of the stuff that's getting like broadcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it. It definitely like goes from like you know his lunatic run so and that's 2016 I think mm -hmm. so it's it's more modern Moon Knight but Blue knows a bunch more about Mark Spector and all his dissociative identity disorder so what do you what do you think in that regard Blue? Well, like I said, um, it definitely deviates from a lot of the like the older book that I was used to uh, growing up and like reading. However, in that same vein. I I really enjoy what the heck they're putting out right now. I it it's been so um interesting to see like where I guess a a more modern cuz like, you know, 2016 there was still a lot of differences between now and 2016, right? Um right. like uh, socio-political everything, like everything. Um <clears throat> especially since the whole you know, COVID wave and everybody had a chance to actually slow down and think for a second. And now everybody's like, you know what? Fuck this. This all sucks. So, yeah, like it, it's definitely a different thing, but none of it is bad. Like I haven't had a single time where I've been like, this sucks. Like, I don't like that change and blah, blah, blah. Um, Oscar Isaac, best choice yes, for this character. Agreed. He is so flipping good i i absolutely love him he is so good um at playing this character and i i i'm impressed like i've been impressed with the entire show so far so what, what about you danny i mean i can't say it any more beautifully than blue because we all know blue just puts things in the perfect way but like he's not wrong like oscar isaac's so good that when I was watching, I forgot what episode I was watching. I was like, they should really put him in a Star Wars project. This guy's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like, they really need to trap this guy in somehow. Um, <laughs> put him in a Star Wars. 
put him in a Star Wars. Uh, Isaac in the Star Wars. He's going to do well, that guy. He's a he's star. <laughs> that kid's a star. But, like, Blue's not wrong. And, and I was going to ask Blue, like, when you're, at least for me, when you're watching the first episode, like, did it hit you that you're watching a Moon Knight show? Bro, yeah. Like, like especially at that, at the end, like, the end scenes, I was just like, dude, we're doing, like, we're doing this. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if I ever told you guys, but, like, when I was younger, you know, I would always, like, try to sell, like, my favorite heroes to, like, some of my friends and stuff, and they'd be like, He's not even, like, a C-list hero. I've never heard of this person ever. And I'm like, I don't understand how you guys don't understand, like, don't know. And Moon Knight was always, like, right there at the top. Uh, Moon Knight, Black Panther, you know, you know my usuals. So, yeah. Yeah. I know, like, you sold me real hard on Moon Knight, like, during the Blue Sessions when I lived with you. Because I, like, tangentially knew who Moon Knight was, but (laughs) didn't know much other than him showing up and then being like, that's the crazy dude. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but like you are one of our conversations where you sat down and were like, no, listen, Moon Knight. And like took me through, you know, a beautiful like sales pitch. And I was like, yeah. And you're like, read these comics. That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, you definitely sold me on the Moon Knight. So much so that that one of my presents to you was an awful, awful, not awful, an awesome uh, Moon Knight figure. Yeah, and I still have that, and it's fantastic. And it will I, definitely I hope, not be one of the ones going away. I was going to say, when you were like, you're going to sell all your stuff, like, I hope he keeps his Moon Knight figure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is definitely one of the ones that is sticking around. For I think it's on your desk, or it was, so. It was, yeah. You yeah. know, I, I always switch everything out every, like, week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, Moon Knight gets his place of honor occasionally in your workspace. Yep. Yeah, I, I I agree with everything you said. It's it's a really great show. I even was listening to a podcast where uh, it wasn't like it's like four different guys talking, but one of the guys was saying he thought Oscar Isaac's was miscast, and I was like, "F you, sir." Yeah, <laughs> for wh- where? As in, I, I don't like, know. Like I think I, I people don't see the work that he's doing with his like body posture. Like they just some people just they're too superficial where they're like, it's just an accent. Like, no, no, no. It is much more than an accent. Yeah, and I would say like an episode, well, uh, I don't spoilers. So there's just, oh, there's, no spoilers. No, spoilers. no. So I stopped what saying, saying what yeah. I was saying. Let's just say that when you see the different disassociative identities, and that's not a spoiler, cause that's a very moon Knight thing that the way Oscar Isaac presents it, that it's obvious that they're different people. Yes. Same actor, but different people. You are definitely going to feel that in this next episode, like a hundred percent. Oh, nice. Yeah. You're going to love it. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm guaranteed. I'm guaranteed to use a a quote from the Ralph report. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it's uh, oh man, I I really enjoy it. I can't, can't wait to watch. Like (laughs) Heather's so funny because the first episode, she's like, well, that was weird. (laughs) And the the next episode, she was like, oh, that was fun still weird and the third <laughs> one she was like oh it's cool weird but yeah good and then then we'll see i think every episode is just going to be growing as esteem of the show coupled with it's still weird and she's right it's weird yeah she's uh, the one definitely thing i'm gonna see weirdness in this one too anybody listening if you haven't jumped on moon Knight, the best thing is you don't have to know the 27 films of the mcu to jump on in and enjoy this yep no 
So um, there may come a point where like you might get lost, but I, I haven't reached that point in an episode. Uh, and they basically this is like the Iron Man of Marvel Disney Plus shows in so much that like it, it starts from scratch. And I'm excited because I think it opens up a whole new version of the universe that could be really fun. Word. So, yeah. Absolutely. Cool. So it's my turn to talk about something that I watched. It is. Joe, right. what you watching? What, what What's I watching? Eyes are watching. That's, no, I don't want to talk like that. That sounds wrong. Lisa knows <laughs> uh, knows what the use is saying. <laughs> I'm watching a show that's bad jamming, and bad jamming is good jamming. Uh, it's bad, like Michael Jackson bad, like back in the 80s when bad meant good. But uh, I'm watching Halo. Oh! Watching, watching Halo, and I am caught up. I'm five episodes, I think, have aired so far on the Paramount Plus. I did pull the trigger and get a subscription through my Amazon Prime because the actual app, Paramount Plus, sucks donkey balls. Um, <laughs> Me and the seven-year-old call it Paramount Minus <laughs> when, <laughs> when when you're using the actual app. But one of the bonuses of the, the Jeff Bezos universe is that uh, some of those streamers you can actually do straight through your Prime and just right through Amazon Prime use like their embedded like stuff and like it it's reliable and it works great and it's the same cost. And I'm like, cool. Thanks, Bezos. Take my money. Uh, and plus, I wanted to catch up on some of the Star Trek shows. And, and there was a, a kid Star Trek show that uh, the tag guy actually wanted to watch. And we wanted to catch Rumble. Um, I think I talked that we watched Rumble on a different episode. But if not, we'll talk about it. I did. Cool. <laughs> like, uh, the Roman, like, Roman, have, did you know I watched The King's Band and very much enjoyed it? <laughs> he was like, you keep mentioning it. I'm like, I keep forgetting that I talked about it, but I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> but, but Halo, how, okay, I very much like it more now that I'm five episodes in. Okay. That said, it's not a perfect show in any way, shape, or form, but I played four of the halo games like three all the way through and then the fourth one i think i started but i didn't own the video game system so i didn't get to finish it um so i i know like a good amount of the lore and very much enjoyed playing master chief and like kicking the shit out of some covenant forces and and everything that goes on with the halo ring i don't want to spoil if you don't know that lore um but it's different but the same they expand out the story but cortana and Covenant Forces, and uh, yeah, you get to see Master Chief's face a whole bunch, which is a little weird, but once you get used to the weirdness of it, it's okay. It's kind of like Boba Fett? Uh, yeah. Why, why do you keep taking off the helmet? Yeah, I guess, like, you just get the big diesel guy with the chiseled features, and you want to be able to see him emote versus the gold <laughs> visor. Yeah. Um, but they they find like it's I I don't the show wouldn't work if he was just wearing the helmet the whole time it wouldn't okay so um, I get why they did it uh, is there a script where he could be helmeted and it works sure but maybe no <laughs> I don't know like it's it's so far so good like I give it I give it a solid like B plus A minus the one thing I will say is the visual effects of the Covenant forces sometimes. You just got to go with it. You know what I mean? (laughs) 
sometimes you especially there there's a moment where they're like on the covenant's planet i forget what they call it and uh you're like is that practical puppetry or bad cgi or i don't know but i'm gonna go with it so but then there's some real dark and muddy like fighting the bad guy stuff where you're like oh this shit's fucking great energy shields and energy swords and and brutes and needlers and yeah so yeah and dr halsey's in it and and her daughter and cortana and and the general and it's 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 there's enough intrigue and and weird stuff and like they they dive deep into like the spartan program where like you under like they're diving into like the origins and what it means and how it was created and why it was created and it's interesting there's covenant artifacts and i'm sure at some point they're gonna get to a halo because that's what the fucking show's called so yeah i like i'm enjoying it i think uh you can see it's expensive and uh steven spielberg's you know company like making it happen and uh yeah i i I don't feel like i i feel if i spent the 9.99 and got to watch the entirety of the halo show that my money would be worth it okay and that's on top of all the other cool shows that i've watched on on Amazon Paramount Blues Minus. <laughs> so yeah, I, I enjoy it. If you if you have the streamer, hey, if you wanna do a, a one week free trial through Amazon and just watch it, hey, you yeah, know, you could do worse. Okay. So yeah, that's sort of where I come at it from. That's cool. I don't know if I, I sold a, a ticket to either one of you, but <laughs> well, well I so I'm willing to watch it. Yeah, I'm just disinterested because I'm just not getting another subscription service. Like it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I I pay for so small an amount of what I stream uh, because of phone plans and and cheap plans back during like uh, you know D23 and stuff that like yeah. this is like my one streamer that I'm actually paying for and that's where I'm like okay you know yeah it's fine but if if I was paying for like five others I don't know you know. You gotta see. Yeah. You don't and want I feel your... like eventually it's gonna it's gonna come out somewhere. Like there's been a lot of like cross transferring of content to like like the flight attendant on HBO Max. Like that's an HBO Max show, but it's on TBS. So it's just yeah. like, I, I just feel like it's gonna end up on a CBS or on a uh, a CBS affiliate in like two three years, and then I'll watch it. It very well might extra money. Yeah, no, that's fair. I get that. I. uh like I said, if you're doing a free tra- trial or just doing a one month subscription, uh, you know, the 10 bucks and then watch as much crap as you can and then cancel it. Like, that'd be smart. Um, yeah. And plus, I'm so. not the biggest Halo fan, so it's like, I don't really care. I don't have a dog in this fight. Yeah, nice. that's fair. Uh, I, Halo usually pisses me the hell off, too. Wait, yeah. what was that? Uh, Halo usually pisses me the hell off, too. So mm-hmm. I, I get it. Yeah, like the ships and planets and all this stuff look really cool, and I love sci-fi. So I'm just like, and I'm I'm doing the Paramount Plus for the Star Trek shows right now, mm-hmm. so it's just like something else that I can watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. All right, Danny, what you got? What you watching? I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned sci-fi because okay. I'm watching something right now. Three episodes in on Amazon Prime, starring Josh Brolin. In outer range, um, it's a it's a modern western, but it has a science fiction feel to it. It's very Stephen King esque. So it's about this rancher in Wyoming, and there's these strange events happening within the town. People tend to forget 
blocks of time, whether it be a couple seconds or a couple days. Like everybody's a little bit random, but they end up just disappearing for a specific amount of time. Um, and while looking for one of his missing cattles, Josh Brolin discovers this giant, vast hole in this ground. And it's kind of smoky and endless and things that get thrown into it eventually end up somewhere else around the area. And his neighbor wants that land. And so like, you kind of have like, like a Hickox versus was it not the Hickox, the McCoys. What's the, what's the McCoys. Yeah. Hatfield and McCoy situation where like you have these two feuding families and they're like, they're very polite, but they're very like passive aggressive at each other. And it's great. Um, (laughs) And then you like the son, like, one of the son's wife is just missing. She's just gone. No one knows where she went. Um, and then, like, one of his son's a bull rider. And, like, he's the youngest son. And he's kind of dealing with, like, being a bull rider. It, I don't know. It's great. It's a great show. And, like, it's mostly about Josh Brolin. And, like, he's kind of tethered to the hole. And he's trying to figure out what's going on. Nice. Um, so it's kind of interesting. It's kind of nuts. And it's on the Amazon Prime? It is on the Amazon Prime. Nice. And it's very slow. So if you like store, slow storytelling and kind of things being kind of like um what's that Stephen King-esque show that's on Hulu? Uh, Castle uh, Rock. Castle Rock. It's a lot like Castle Rock. It's very slow, a lot of dialogue, a lot of exposition. It's good. I enjoyed Castle Rock very much both seasons. I think you might enjoy Outer Range. Very nice. I love I love anything King-esque. So yeah. very King-esque. cool. Huh? Esque, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I like the cask. <laughs> yeah, I say yes to the cask. Yes, yes, That's cool. You got any thoughts, Mister Blue? That sounds awesome. I'm down to watch it <clears throat> if I ever find time to watch anything. <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> yes. be a busy man for the next couple weeks. It's okay. Yeah. You do watch less than us. We recognize that. Yeah. And I appreciate the fact that you recognize it. Yeah. Well, you got you got us to tell you about things and you'd never care about spoilers. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Which which makes it easier. (laughs) Uh, Unlike the listeners that are like, don't you dare spoil the moon now. We're like, we won't. We won't. I almost did, but I I did it. So I kept my mouth shut. I did good. I did a good. You did did really good. Are you watching anything else blue or no? No, no. No, I am. Uh, <laughs> I am not watching anything else because I can't. All right, I so I, I guess you just got me and me and Danny going non-spoiler for stuff we watch to see if anything's interesting. We're like, I must watch that. Yeah, I guess that, okay, that yeah takes, I'm starting a list. That takes it to <laughs> me. Is it my turn, Mister Danny? What you watching? So okay, other than the the Shawnee stuff, where like I've watched uh, Turning Red like eighteen twenty one times, Encanto, <laughs> uh, Daniel Tiger. Dino Dana, Muppet Babies, and The Muppet Show uh, with uh, with the boy. Although Daniel Tiger's super cute. I don't know if you guys know anything about that. It's like going on his fifth season, but it's uh, the little tiger from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And it's like literally all the land of make-believe characters. Oh, like wow. teaching kids like valuable lessons. And uh, it's pretty freaking sweet. Um so yeah, I, I enjoy watching that with the shiny. I'll just I'll give that a little little bit of little bit of prop um, right. as as far as the kids shows. But 
I have watched six episodes of Star Trek Prodigy now. And here's what I will say. I we started watching we rewatched the first episode because literally we could not get Paramount Minus through the app to play this damn show, even though we had 100 percent access to grandma. Um, just it wouldn't freaking work. And like by that, like finally, Tyler was like, well, then we won't watch it. I'm not interested anymore. And I'm like, no, there's like an actual like like sci fi show that he's interested in watching. And just like because of your bad like streaming service like you're gonna lose this opportunity for me i say no i say no bring me me bezos and his easier access to it please (laughs) but uh we rewatched the first episode and the second episode was going and uh heather laid down the boy and ty's watching it and i fell asleep not because the show was bad but because i was tired and the, when you have kids, when they fall asleep, just something tells you you should fall asleep too. Take advantage of the opportunity. And Ty watched six and a half episodes just watching it, wow. like enjoying it, like not stopping. And he's not a watcher. He's not the kid that sits in front of the television and watches something. He's the, okay, let's go play hockey. Let's go play Star Wars. Let's go play this, you know? So that really, like, I was like, man, this story was structured and enjoyable enough that, uh, that he wanted to do it. And then I, like, while he was off doing stuff, was like, okay, I'll play catch-up so we can both be at the same point in the show. And I was like, dude, this is pretty freaking well done. There's an entire Kobayashi Maru episode that has, like, Spock and, like, uh, the the guy with the creature in him from Deep Space Nine and Scotty. It's crazy, and they use, like, clips from the actual show, so it's their voices. It's a little weird when it's Leonard Nimoy, but it's, I forgive it. Um, <laughs> because it's it's on a hollow deck, so it's allowed to be weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's done very well. And uh, freaking uh, Captain Janeway is the hologram that helps him out. Uh, and it it's fun. And they're getting a second season. So, you know, they've done the did their ten episode first season. They're getting a second season run. And uh, it's a it's a really smart on Paramount's part to like have a really cool show like this to hook kids into the star trek like you know crack yeah. oh so heather just shouts from the other room she even likes it and she knows nothing about star trek <laughs> <laughs> so there you go so mama enjoyed watching it with the boy too so uh that's what i'll say like they and the animation style is really good it's clean it's pretty uh and yeah like kudos to them it's uh it's another one of their Star Trek shows to get people interested. And it's disconnected enough from Star Trek that if you hated Trek, I think you still would like it. Like okay. It has an, enough Trek for the nerds that are real into it, for the Trekkers, but um it's 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 its own thing too, with its own unique like circumstances that bring this ragtag group of misfits together on their mission. So they literally like steal a spaceship and they're just figuring it out. (laughs) It's it's a little more convoluted than that. And it makes complete sense, like the way they structure it. But yeah, they're not connected to Starfleet in any way so far. (laughs) So uh, it's it's fun. Uh, And uh, yeah, it's enjoyable. Nice. And uh, there's lots of Star Trek shows that they have that I'm enjoying. But uh, that one surprised me. I was like, let's let's give the kids show a try. Maybe it can be the like taster's choice to get the boy into some sci-fi stuff, and maybe we succeeded. I mean, he likes Star Wars already, and now he liked a little bit of Star Trek. So maybe, maybe I'm seeding, seeding that geek love appropriately. Nerd, nerd. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, there's many more Star Trek shows I could watch, talk about oh. that I watched, but I can I can pass it off to Danny if he's got something else he wants to talk about. Um, so the next show I can talk about is probably my favorite. It, this is probably gonna be my number one of the year, it, uh, if you would allow it, because I don't really know where this falls, but it's on the HBO Max, and it's a fun pirate adventure our flag needs death oh it's so good <laughs> written directed by taika Waititi. oh not always directed but mostly written by and produced by taika Waititi, and he stars in it as blackbeard but it's done from the perspective of a not a nobleman but someone who's well off in england and he gets tired of his mundane, boring life, and he wants a life of adventure. But he's not one prone to violence, and so he wants to bring a, like a more gentleman spin into piratry. And it's just hilarious. It's so well written, and it's just so different and fun. Hmm. Like yeah, yeah. It, it's it's different and fun. It's uh, it's got elements of what we do in the shadows, but it takes itself a little more seriously. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Just a little bit more, but like <clears throat> the banter between Taika and the the star of the show, who I can't remember right now, like you could tell they're best buds because it's just like two friends just having fun and they come up with the most ridiculous dialogue and it's just they feed they play off each other so amazingly that it's just ridiculous. It's so good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Nacho Vigalando, uh, Fernando Frias directed like three episodes, and then Bird and Birdie, who people would know from uh, the MCU shows, because mm-hmm. uh, they they directed action, I believe, for the Hawkeye show. Oh, nice. Yeah, they uh, they directed a block of the episodes for Hawkeye, so that's where I first heard Bird and Birdie's name, and then they they directed like three for. Uh, our flag means death. It basically was like Taika did three, and then they passed it off, or did one. They passed it off to one another set of director for three, then three, then three, and then uh, they finished it off with uh, Andrew DeYoung did the last episode. Nice. No, yeah. I, I, I blew like I don't normally forcefully recommend things for you. I think you would love this shit out of this show. Oh yeah. I mean, it sounds great. It, you yeah. would. I would I would definitely push you to watch the show. Like it's just so phenomenal. Yeah, and it's it's a little different side of Taika Waititi than we've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they He's... find the word fuck fuckery. <laughs> they do. They do a, a grand fuckery. <laughs> a grand fuckery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's to be it's... honest, uh, Caitlin's been she's talked to me about that show before. And it's all it is based on history. Like Steed Bonnet is a real thing and did have some sort of relationship, like a working relationship with Blackbeard. Shut the fuck um, up. Yeah. One hundred percent. It is based it is historically based. Damn, that's crazy. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So the gentleman pirate is a real thing. Hmm. Uh with real history uh connected to Blackbeard. So like yes, it is historical fiction, but uh it is based in some historical events. Wow. It's literally like Taika's like <laughs> learns about the gentleman pirate and is like, oh, 
we're gonna have fun with this. I don't know why he sounds Irish, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, hold on. My name I is feel Toyka. like you went to a Borg and you just aborted. My name is Toyka. We're gonna do a pirate show about a gentleman pirate. <laughs> That's that's exactly what Doug said. <laughs> so, uh, in fact, today at work, uh, like a whole family like came by when I was grouping at Thunder Mountain, and they were definitely from New Zealand because they all sounded like different versions of Taika Waititi. <laughs> and uh, I will admit that I probably engaged with them in way too much conversation just because I thoroughly enjoyed the way they sounded. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, <laughs> it's it pretty great. And then I was like, ah, crap, I need I need to get them on the train or I'm going to have a hard time making sure I don't have empty rows. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and like as, as they went by, they were like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I was like, oh, take a, take a, take a, take a. <laughs> I can just do I can just uh, see you picturing them literal different versions of Taika, like Taika with like little pigtails and taika is like <laughs> the dad and taika as like the mom i thoroughly enjoyed grouping the taika family what can i say <laughs> <laughs> it was just like the dad of the group i was like are you gonna go three two 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 or is someone going by themselves like, well let me think <laughs> and i was like oh please think extemporaneously <laughs> say it out loud so i can hear it <laughs> give me your internal monologue that's funny. Yeah, that's great. Our flag means death, Danny. <sighs> You're right. It is gonna. It is. It's gonna make a list, unless unless something crazy happens. So uh, yeah, it's really good, Blue. Hippo Max, if you got the if you got the access. Heck yeah, I'll get it. You'd be doing okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's. Oh, dude, Hippo Max is the easiest streamer to sell. I just sold it at work. I was telling somebody all the good shit that's on it, and I'm like, dude, I can I can sell a six month subscription to this, no problem. Because there's I'm so like, much. Honestly, I was just thinking about that right now because I was like, the next show I have to talk about is another HBO Max show. I'm like, fuck, I've been watching a lot of HBO Max. Yeah, yeah, they're doing they're doing a really good job with their content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it's more like the DC stuff is just great, but like, there's so much more than that. Like, just getting access to like The Sopranos and Six Feet Under and Vice and or not Vice, uh, Dead World or uh, Deadwood. Dead Deadwood and. Uh, there's a show. Was it Vice? Was that the other show? The one that had a... Uh, I can't think. I never watched it, so... <laughs> but everybody oh. talks... The Wire. That's what it is. Oh, same thing. Wise yeah, Wire. It's about the, cops. The yeah. Wire. Everybody talks so great about it. I've just never watched it. Yeah, neither uh, And, like, honestly, they're sticking to this model. They have their movies out, and 45 days later, it'll be available on the Hibbo Max. Uh, and that's their compromise between, like, you know, direct-to-streaming and... and theaters so you know mm-hmm. if you like warner brother movies like the, the the secrets of dumbledore it's 45 days it's gonna be on there you know what i mean yeah so 9.99 that's what you'll be paying for at least what you'll be paying for like you to go to the movie theater that covers it so yeah just saying and right now you can watch the batman because that's on yeah on the <laughs> hippo max now the it, batman. Sure, it sure is and Danny still hasn't watched it. Hey, bro, it's hard for me to find three hours right now. <laughs> Just That's funny. I mean, I guess I, I guess I could say I did semi rewatch the Batman last night. No, two nights ago on uh, on the Hippo Max. Here's what I'll say. 
I liked it as much the second time. I didn't like it better. Uh, I have an entire spoiler episode with Corey and Jacob. Um, but it's a really great background movie. Uh, the problem is I was sort of running a science experiment to see if it would pull me away from my job hunting that I did yesterday. And it did not. Mm-hmm. There were only like two there were only two scenes where, like, I was like, "Oh, let me stop and look up." Uh, it's a it's a really lovely background movie, but I don't know that that's like the highest of compliments. It's still pretty, still well shot. It's still dark. It's still noir. Um, but uh, I don't I don't think I'm gonna be revisiting the movie as much as I do other Batman flicks. So take that the way you want. I have some friends that have seen it that hated it. Uh, and I've had some friends that have seen it that loved it. So I think it's uh, one of those movies you're either going to love it or hate it. Me, I sort of fall in the middle, but I'm also a very reasonable Wookiee. <laughs> so, yeah. That's I definitely fair. didn't hate it. I lean towards the like side. Um, but yeah. Wait, so is that your pick for what you're watching? I, well, I guess just because we were talking Hibbo Max and I did watch it and then I could just real quick talk about it and move on to the next thing. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I didn't know if that was your choice or not. Sort of like I, I threw in a Daniel Tiger before Star Trek Prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the other thing that I am watching on on the, the Paramount Plus through Amazon Prime, uh, I, I feel bad like giving Amazon the free publicity, but it, it works so much better than that dabgum Paramount Minus app. Uh, but I'm watching Picard, and God, I freaking love this show. I like the first season, and oh, the second season is so damn fun finds things that hits on my nostalgia right perfect with uh what i liked about the the next generation and uh i sir patrick stewart i could just watch him drink tea for an hour and say (laughs) say lovely soliloquies like he has a thing where he reads a poem a day and you can like subscribe and listen to him read a poem a day and uh, i've listened to several of the poems but oh man it's just freaking good they found a lot of the lovely stuff from the first season but you're like how are they going to keep going how they're going to do it is they're going to go back in time and it's going to make sense because q is involved and guinan is involved and the board queen is involved and uh dab gummit i love it it's so much fun and uh of all the star trek stuff i've watched it it's by far i will see when brave new worlds comes out because i'm very excited for that to kick off in may um but it's it's a high bar the picard season two just Picard in general. I just it, it's everything that I wanted from a Star Trek show. Wow. And yeah, I would watch a 15 minute show of like having tea with Stuart, and it's just him like having just normal like tea like conversation with like a like a couple of his buddies. Well, they so they have a show that's sort of like The Walking Dead. Um, it's not an after episode show, but it's with freaking Will Wheaton. But he's he's the host. It's called the Ready Room. Uh, Will Wheaton is not that engaging in the show at all. Like oh. in fact, it's very forced and sort of sad. Um, <laughs> oh. What? Not a good review. What? In the very, I've only watched like half of the very first episode because their uh, their clips that they do for like the bonus stuff are really lovely and well put together. So as long as you get through the weeding of it all, you're good. But they did an interview between uh, you know Sir Patrick Stewart and Will Whedon, and God, that everything is better with Sir Patrick Stewart. 
it was just lovely. And I'd love to see Will Wheaton just be like, you're the best. I love you, Grandpa. And uh, <laughs> yeah, even though he's a 50 year old man by now, but you know, I was like, cool. This is fun. I'm glad I watched this. And then like he was like, now we're going to talk about a click. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, the Picard show, guys, it's so freaking good. It's incredibly good. The first season, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Much to Kyle's dismay, he uh, he ranked his stuff different, and I had Picard at the top, and his he had Picard at the bottom, and I was like, sorry, bub. It just hit me right in the right strings. So, wow. But I think it's really Sir Patrick Stewart. I just, I, I love, like, I will go back right now and watch David Lynch's tune just to see young Sir Patrick Stewart with hair. You know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. Like uh, if he if he's in something, I'm I'm interested in it, and uh, he's such a great actor. Dude, he really and, uh, is. Like I dude. I've been seeing the shows like commercials and stuff, and people talking about it, and uh, I don't have the the streaming service to to watch it, but like I would. That would definitely be a show that I would. I I think what I love about Picard is the fact that he's leaning into the fact that he's an old man. He's not trying to hide it. Like, the show is not about how, like, vibrant he is despite his age. Like, no, he's an old man. And he's he's at that, you know, tail end of his life and dealing with, like, you know, his legend and fact and reality and uh, these extraordinary events that he's still getting pulled into because of all the amazing shit that he did. And uh, but but through it, he he's an old man. You know what I mean? And uh, dealing with, like I said, legacy and life. And it's just lovely. Yeah. And the other cast is great, and the writing is spot on, and the the cameos and Easter eggs are just right. Uh, but it's still a new story tied into the old story, and I think even if you don't know the old story, you still can enjoy the piss out of it. Like they they exposition enough that you don't you're not lost if you didn't watch the Next Generation. Because I mean I watched it once upon a time, but I don't remember shit about it other than Will Wheaton, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and Whoopi is Guinan and Riker, you know what I mean? Like, and, and yeah. of course the Borg Locuta stuff. Um, so yeah, and, and watching Picard makes me like, maybe I go back and watch the next generation. Cause I really enjoyed watching that with my family when I was in junior high. I really did. I enjoyed, like, if anything, the reason I think Star Trek is cool is because of next generation. It was not because of Captain Kirk. So yeah, there you go. That would be cool. I think having you recap a rewatch of next generation would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe next April when it showers again. <laughs> <laughs> Although we're recording a bonus though that'll drop in May, and we're like, still more content, like, but it's not May showers because I can't keep it up, <laughs> which sounds like a real personal problem, but it's okay. <laughs> All right, Danny, you got something else to talk about? Because I've got a shit ton. So I mentioned it earlier, and as a, a side note, but. I'm watching the Flight Attendant season two on HBO Max. Surprise! Okay. Another HBO Max show. Um, this is a nice psychological thriller mystery. Um, I think it's it's a great Berlanti joint. So it, it has very same tones and feels as Sabrina or Riverdale or anything else Greg Berlanti has done. You see a lot of the same faces in Greg Berlanti's work. Um, but it's about this flight attendant. Or season one is about this flight attendant who has a murder mystery, right? It's a murder mystery. Yeah. She she parties and drinks too hard. 
wakes up next to a dead dude, and it's essentially oh the gosh. yeah, and she doesn't know if she killed him. She has like no idea what happened. Like she was just so freaking just inebriated, like that she slept through a murder, and so she's trying to solve it at the same time being a hot mess because her life's a fucking wreck. And it's really neat, and it and I think it concluded very nicely. And now they're on season two, and she's kind of dealing with kind of similar but new aspects of it. So in season one, she's kind of has the ghost of this guy following her around, but the ghost is her perception of the guy. And so the more that she discovers about the guy, like they're both shocked. It's very, very Mark Spector. Actually, when I think about it, <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah, it's very Bushman. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's very good. She, I think this is a good break for acting wise for Kelly Coco, uh, or is it right? Yeah, Kelly Coco. Yeah, because it just allows her to like actually act and not be like a sitcom actress. Yeah, and, I was gonna like, say if, if, if people like The Big Bang Theory, like it's Penny. No, did you watch it? The Big Bang Theory? I watched no. the shit out of it. Light no, 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 I just mean it's the same actress, you silly twat. It is the same actress, <laughs> but it's like, it's not because, like, she shows so much depth and range and emotion. And it's kind of like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's freeing for her to not just be do the, the just the awful sitcom acting that people do for a paycheck. Like, this is a, a real project of love for her. because she, She's an executive producer of it as well. And yeah, I mean that's Har- that's Harley Quinn herself. Yeah, it definitely is. So I yeah. I, I highly recommend it. I I think it's a good couple watch because I watch it with my partner, and oh, so nice. so I, I it, it it always does with good conversation afterwards because it's like what's real and what's not. You know, good discussions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, if you're a fan of The Big Bang Theory and so much that penny is easy on the eyes then you could watch her actually act in a in a show that i haven't watched so yeah 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 it was i was interested i saw like the the trailer for it and i think me and heather were like oh that looks interesting we just i mean we watched so much stuff mm-hmm. so yeah we we could put it on the list and i'm surprised i heard it wrapped up really well for the first season so it's surprising i got a second season yeah no i'm i'm surprised too and and you get to see some great rosie perez acting Oh, nice! Whoa, yeah. that's great. And not being sarcastic, like it's it's nice that she's getting a a second some some love this the, the, this time around back from nice. like the early nineties or whatever. Yeah. Well, also, unsarcastically, I thought she was dead. <laughs> no. Kelly Cuoco? No, the Rosie Perez. Because I haven't yeah. heard of her in, like, so long. I thought she died or something. No, no. Yeah. She's unfortunately a female in Hollywood, so they just tend to disappear at a certain age. Okay for her. <laughs> nice. Uh, so it goes back to me, Danny. What you watching? What, what's I watch? I'm watching so much. I feel like this episode is going to be forever. At some point, I'm just going to have to, like, fire hose, like, through a couple things. <laughs> um, so here, we'll fire hose real quick. So I'm, I'm watching... All the DC shows, uh, Superman and Lois. Ah, you always watch those. You do a recap. Yeah. Let's talk about something well, else. I have I haven't recapped. Literally, this part of it is me. So Superman and Lois, I love that show. I'm yeah, caught we up. Know. It's 
It's great. <laughs> the Flash, I'm way behind, so I don't I don't have anything to say other than someday I'll catch up. Uh, Naomi, I'm caught up. Man, that show really is enjoyable. The Ava DuVernay really doing a good job with that new comic from Brian Michael Bendis. I want to see where it goes. Um, and uh, I think I've watched the very first episode of the new season that finished of Legends of Tomorrow. We just watched it last night, and uh, that show is always delightful. So that's just uh, DCW shows. I'm watching them. And if I if I had to say what my favorite of all of the ones that I've watched, where I'm at currently, it would be Superman and Lois. There you Brad. go. It's a real fast uh, DCW wrap up. I did finish uh, season four of Star Trek Discovery. Uh, it's fun. You know, I, I enjoyed it very much. Uh, I think it is very different than then i think it started off being like very like this is a star trek show you know what a star trek show is enjoy the star trek show and then people are like we're not enjoying the star trek show they're like well here's the new star trek show we've changed it <laughs> we're going to the future which nobody knows about but it's still connected to the past and this is what they're going on and uh i can't think of the actress's name that plays the captain from uh, walking dead sonequa martin green there you go um but she's wow. yeah she's lovely as uh as spock's sister in the future as a as a captain and uh they they especially with season four they you know season three is where they go to the future uh, and there's stuff that's going on but in season four they sort of deal with that entire idea of like super powerful unknown aliens that are messing things up and like figuring out what's going on uh, and it's done really lovely, and the buttons at the end are so, like, the spirit of Roddenberry Star Trek that I was like, good job, guys. Like, this wrapped up in a nice feel-good bow, and I appreciate it. Like, right on, to explore new worlds, seek out new life, and fuck them. Like, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, but, yeah, so it was... It was an incredibly Star Trek-y, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. I was like, this is a show I've watched. I've watched all four seasons that exist so far. And uh, they've smartly got rid of the shitty-looking Klingons and went to the future and left behind stuff. But the the detritus of season two with uh, Captain Pike and Spock and, and uh, Nurse – I was going to say Nurse Ratchet, but that's a whole different thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, the nurse from the old – classic star trek stuff um there's chapel there you go um but like they are going to be in the brave new world show which the trailer looks freaking dope for it and i'm like cool so you like touch that world and now you're going to get a spin-off that interests me with pike because it's anson mount i just love anson mount yeah he's so, fantastic. Uh, so yeah so i'm looking forward to that coming in may um but they moved past it and like they took the best part of that second season and made it its own show and it was the best part. So I'm more interested in what happens with that original Enterprise crew. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, really – it was fun. And I know I know Kyle's watched the show. They, there's some tragic stuff. Like, it makes sense for the characters the way it goes. We're just like, man, they, they like to mess with some of these characters and really, really dive into some interesting things. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, – I watched that too. I enjoyed it very much. On to you, Danny. Oh, right. All right. Uh, my fire hose in it because I don't really have much left. Uh, oh, yeah, fire hose. All right, so so HBO Max raised by wolves is absolutely uh fuckery. This thing is an absolute fuckery. It it really have hints of the old school heavy metal uh magazine. It's just 
very out there. It's trippy. It's definitely in Ridley Scott's wheelhouse because he's executive producer and he should really stick to sci-fi and not medieval gender politics in France. <laughs> uh, <laughs> people fucking, uh, but like it, it basically has to do. There's uh, Earth receives a message from this planet. It co- causes a divide in society. You have people who find it like as a new religion and the new word and atheists. And essentially it brings the world to destruction uh, by war conflict. And so this dude, he reprograms two androids and he puts a bunch of, um, I don't want to say fetuses, embryos. There we go. He puts a bunch of embryo cryo freezes them, sends them off to this planet where these, these two androids can bring up upon new life and continue mankind can't kind Oof, words are hard um <laughs> and so it's like these two androids and they're raising these kids on this like desolate planet and they're just trying to figure it out and then at the same time the two different sects arrive at this planet and then of course the conflict follows with them and it it stars a homeboy who played ragnar from ragnar from vikings and it's just He's pretty much just Ragnar in space, which is still freaking rad because that dude's a fucking awesome actor. Like, yeah, he only has one speed and that's okay. Let him be Ragnar. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Um, And it's it evolves and it kind of asks the questions if androids can evolve. Do Um, they dream of electric sheep? I don't know. Maybe. But it is that's, that's the Philip K. Dick short story. Short story for Blade Blade Runner. Runner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good story. It is, uh, but it's a show that, like, it, it, to quote Roddy Piper, once you think you got all the answers, they change the questions. So once you feel like you're comfortable with the story they're telling you, they'll fucking change it up, and then you don't understand, you don't know what's going on anymore. Okay. And, and it's it's a very different and interesting show than what's out there because of that. Like, it just it's just so weird and trippy. It doesn't make necessarily make it, like, amazing tv or well-written tv but it's just it's enough to keep you engaged which is saying a lot so me and heather watched the first episode of the first season uh we got to what goes down on the spaceship yeah and we it was so bloody we turned it off and i've never watched more wow so But still- now, now now that there's a second season i'm like obviously whatever went down in the first season was good enough for it to continue, so I'm I'm curious. It's it's on my radar of something that I might watch. Like it, it's not heavy gore. It's not. But what except it gets for that gory, first episode? <laughs> no, no, it's not heavy on the gore. Like not every episode is gory, but when they do, it gets pretty gory. Yeah, it gets very yeah. Eli Roth. So, but it doesn't happen often. So, um. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Uh, I yeah. can tell you later if you want to know. But I, I'll probably end up watching some of the show like in the future. Uh, it's it's sort of it was actually gonna pop up like next to be something where I watched maybe an episode or two on the nights that Heather worked. Because mm-hmm. um, after the gory thing, she's like, I don't want to watch anymore. And that was another thing. I was like, okay, babe, we're done. <laughs> like, I love you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I I found a show that I can't believe I slept on and missed. That's like my new like night show. So, 
All right. Well, I'm surprised you didn't mention that in your fire hose. It's my next one to talk about. No, I thought, I thought we were fire hose, and I thought we are just giving, like, all, all our juices. All right. fire hose to catch up <laughs> so I could talk about, like, one last, because I've only seen one episode of it, all right. so... All right, and then the last thing I've been watching is the uh, Lone Wolf and Cub series on HBO Max. They have an international section, and I went back and just started watching those because I haven't seen nice. them in like 20-something years. And fuck, they're good. Nice. Oh, man. And I saw some Kurosawa stuff, too. And I saw uh, uh, Usagi. Um, man, that's fucking oh. – so right. like you oh, can see the influences like after rewatching these after so many years and then watching Mando and some Boba Fett like you see, you can see the Filoni like the influences on Filoni like it's kind of not it's kind of nuts. Nice. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's right. And plus they have the the Studio Ghibli stuff on HBO Max. Yeah. So yeah, oh, I didn't realize they had that Lone Wolf and Cub series. So that's rad. Yeah, they got the Lone Wolf and Cub. They got the Kurosawa Blue. They got all the Godzilla. Oh heck yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, they got all. The, you go to the international section on HBO Max. They got all the Godzilla movies. Well, you just sold Blue a subscription. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not hard to do. It's actually it's a pretty good streamer. And like they're gonna merge in all that Discovery stuff, and then yeah, they're solid. Yeah, we'll see. So, oh, that Discovery Plus like streamer's done so well for itself. So just pulling those subscribers over. Uh, will be smart business. Like I said, it, I've said on the podcast, it's the only streamer that my in-laws ever expressed interest in. So, like, I mean, it's I think it's going to just affect the licensing because Godzilla is MGM, and so like I don't know how that's going to like I just I just don't know how I don't know what they're going to lose, what they're going to gain. We're just going to have to wait and see. Is yeah. Legendary MGM now? Uh, I think Legendary is under the Warner Brothers umbrella, which is how they get access to it. Yes. Ooh. I think that the Toho that was my sorry that was my uh, the the very your dregs bong. of my whiskey sour. <laughs> your bongs, jeez. No, no, it's uh, it's the it's the very bottom. It's uh, <laughs> it's dry. But uh, <laughs> uh, the last, I mean, is that your last thing to talk about? Danny? That's my last thing I'm gonna talk about. So today. the only I've only watched one episode of it. I can't believe I slept on Netflix's Lock and Key season two. Oh, I liked season one so dabgone much. And somehow uh, season two dropped and slipped through my geek radar. Like it's complete. It's finished. And I'm just like, what? I like this show so much. And then I was like, but then it was also like getting a Christmas present where I was like more of this show that I really, really enjoy from that Joe Hill comic. I'm like, please and thank you. And the first episode was great. Uh, I started watching the very beginning of the second episode, and it starts off where you're like, hot dog, here we go. Uh, and I, I'm so excited to have another show that I'm looking forward to on the nights that Heather works. So, yeah, very much. I'm going to enjoy season two of Lock and Key. And I don't I don't even know when it came out, but I feel like it was a while ago, and I, I'm sorry that I slept on it, but it's also nice to have a new thing. Yeah. So did you watch that first season of Lock and Key, Danny? Nope. Oh, wow. It's it's nope. really enjoyable. It's a, it's a, do you know, you know about the story, yeah, Blue? No, I don't. Okay, so you guys know who Joe Hill is, yes? No. So Joe Hill, Joe Hill is Stephen King's son. Yes. Oh, okay. So, um, and he is just as talented as his father, uh, albeit younger. Uh, it's like Joe <laughs> King. That's kind of how it works. <laughs> it's Joe, it's like Joseph Hillstrom King is his real name, but like his author name, Joe Hill. Um, but he did this comic book called Lock and Key, 
uh, that my kid's stepdad, Brian, like was like, oh, you got to read it. It's so good. But they took the comic and they made a Netflix series. And basically it's this family that uh, inherits this house up in oh, no, Maine, right? Because that's where they're from. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in like a winter town, you know. And uh, basically there's all these keys hidden throughout the house, which they discover. And the keys do different stuff. So like there's a key... Uh, that you can insert in your face to change your appearance. There's a key to access like your inner mind. There's a key that turns you into a ghost. Uh, keys that allow you to turn any door to go someplace else. Like all these weird keys. But additionally, there's demons that are very interested in the powers of the keys. Uh, and it's these three kids in this house, like discovering these keys, but also dealing with all the bad shit that comes with them and all the evil forces that want this power. Hmm. Um, Additionally, there's this like idea that only children can truly experience the power of the keys. Like adults, they'll get wrapped up in what's going on, and once it's over, they forget. So like, and like their father, like the reason they go to this house is their dad dies, and their mother like inherits this property that they knew nothing about because the dad left and didn't want anybody to know anything about it. And the the name of the family is the Locke family, and the house is Key House. And it's just so freaking good. There's like a little kid uh, that's all sorts of like shenanigans and then like a teenage girl and like a, you know, 17 year old boy. And they're dealing with like the new town, you know, in the Northeast where they're kids from California. And it's just really interesting. And then they like they meet weird arty kids that are making like a horror movie called The Splattering. And but at the same time, there's like demons. <laughs> And, yeah. and evil and uh, it's just it's shot really well the house is cool as hell the effects are really rad um, and the first season wraps up like crazy and then you're like we need to see more and then season 2 happened and uh, I don't know if they're going to get more seasons I don't know how season 2 wraps up but I think the comic book is run for like 4 or 5 volumes so it was really popular it did well for itself uh, so I'm really enjoying it I'm so happy to get to enjoy the second season that's awesome. That's so, and it's it's on Netflix, and everybody does a Netflix, so it's like right there, sitting for people. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I know I talked about the first season on the podcast somewhere, probably like two years ago when it happened, but uh, but yeah, it uh, it was really really cool. So I got to see the first episode of the second season, and uh, enjoyed it very much. And yeah, I I highly recommend it. Like that first season's so freaking good. It's really, really good. So, and there's more. And we'll see. Hopefully the second season can be as good as that first season. I mean, it sounds rad. Yeah, it's so, so magic-y and mystery and, and cool. It's it's really righteous. Awesome. So, uh, I, and if you like if you like Stephen King type stuff, like Danny was saying with the Outer Range, it's, it's right up that alley. You know what I mean? Like Joe Hill like sticks right in that wheelhouse of his dad with the the supernatural and the mystery and the forces of good and evil. And it's it's kids, which is like right there. You know, if you like the the or not the stand, but like it and and other Stephen King stories like that. So, and it's uh, Joe Hill like raised on his dad's weirdness, and he's the heir apparent. <laughs> I mean, he looks just like his dad too. He does. He does. And uh, like striking out to do his own thing, but still diving into the same genre and doing it really well. I mean, Horns and 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 Nosferatu, which is a show that I'm told I really need to watch. Um, yeah, so 
he's actually he's had just as feels like he's had just as much of his work comparatively adapted as like his dad although his dad is is older and written a bunch more stuff but yeah that's cool highly recommend it and it's, it's comic book stuff you know what i mean yeah i uh, i like it so much where i'm like I, I need to track down these comics and read them too so apparently the comic is amazeballs and like it was supposed to end and then they found ways to keep it going and yeah hmm. so there you go but that's all the stuff lots of stuff that we watched oh so funny story uh-huh. I was at a con one time, and I was sitting in on the the before panel so I can get to the next panel. And uh, it happened to be the Nosferatu AMC show. And I was sitting there, and I was like, fuck, that guy looks just like Stephen King. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know who that guy is. And he's talking, he's talking, and it was like, his name is Joe Hill. I was like, he fuck, like, he looks just like it's crazy. Like, why isn't anyone else saying something? And eventually comes out in the panel that he's Stephen King's de- uh, son. And I was like, oh, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. There I mean, I, I can't, you can't blame the guy for not wanting to completely be in his father's shadow. Yeah. <laughs> he looks just like him. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, the, the creator saw fit to give us two of them. So he, he's, he's one way king. to look at it. He's the king for our generation. <laughs> he's basically our age. So yes, sir. And he's he's done much more creatively well for himself. <laughs> he's actually really big on social media, and he responds to a lot of people. It's pretty rad. That's pretty cool. Has he ever yeah. responded to you? I've never sent him a message. So no. Maybe you should. <laughs> But I've I've seen him respond to like a lot of stuff, especially like people giving the Nosferatu show love and like him be like, Hell yeah, it's so cool. Thanks guys. Bah, I'm gonna spook this shit out of your next episode. Baga baga <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. But alright, this was fun. This was Heck a fun yeah. catch up. And uh sort of uh I don't know that we've ever like just done like a, a non spoiler what you watch an episode before. I don't think so either, actually. Yeah, so it's fun to talk about our, like, geeky watches with some non-spoiler thoughts. And, uh, yeah, I think it's perfectly serviceable for a bonus ode. I Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, other than the fact that you're like, Blue watched one thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but what a thing it was. uh, He's been busy. You leave Blue alone. Yes, I always, well, I I don't leave him alone because he's my buddy. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't tease him on it. I, I... I'm happy when he's watched something. <laughs> I mean, so there, there was that one time we asked him to watch something, and instead he watched the Bendu, but I've forgiven him. <laughs> he liked it. He did. I did he like liked. it. He loves him some Bendu. All right. Well, uh, friends, you know the drill. Uh, laugh it up, fuzzball podcast at gmail.com if you want to send an email. Uh, nobody does, but if you want to, there's a chance I'll respond. Um, <laughs> sorry, Jerry. <laughs> Uh, what else? Uh, Anchor.fm slash laugh dash shit dash up dash fuzzball. And you may have noticed on the bonus code 24, ads are back. Anchor has saw fit to let me make money off the podcast again. Yay! And we we celebrate the, the the minor ad revenue. So listen to listen the shit out of the episodes, friends. Make me them dollars. <laughs> make you holla. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how long it lasts, but I, I was excited. I was really excited this morning when I was like, "Hell yeah, we're gonna record. I'm gonna be late to work, but it's okay." Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I was like, "I'll get 15 minutes of my life, and and if I make another 50 bucks, that'll be better than the half hour I missed at work." <laughs> 
that's just economics. Um, at Wookie Riot, Twitter and Instagram. Blue on the IG is at Blue Wolf D. Uh, D doesn't do the Twitter because he still can't get his name. That's an ongoing saga. Um, but he also does a deviant art, but Blue needs to post more art, but he's a busy man. So maybe once he has a house. Yes. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll we'll get some more blue art. Hopefully on a tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash shit dash up dash fuzzball. We'll be having a new shirt coming up somewhere in the future. I know Roman is working on at least one, um, which I'm very excited about. And I think that's all the things. We appreciate you listening. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we've done something. Either convinced you to uh, Paramount HBO Minus Max. <laughs> or Paramount Minus or HBO Max or go watch Lock and Key on Netflix. Uh, Movie-wise, uh, Fantastic Beasts and the Batman, they'll both be it. One's on HBO Max and one will be soon. So there you go. One more reason to get HBO Max. And uh, Daniel Tiger is on Amazon Prime. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was basically like the HBO Max Paramount Plus hour. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah, yeah that's A-okay. I appreciate both of you for, for stopping by and recording on an extra day. And uh, coming very soon, like recording in a week, we torment. Oh, shit. Yeah. So uh, I've got to figure out the brackets and get that all set. But we torment. Heck yeah. And uh, it won't drop. It's going to drop as the 300th episode. So we're at. Uh, spoilers. Well, n- not spoilers. <laughs> you know, 300, you know, we're going to do something cool. So we're going to record something cool next week. Uh, it's coming. It's coming, friends. It's coming for you. <laughs> Yeah, like a tiger named Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> you know I'm not like the tiger because I'm, I'm talking to my two Daniels. Like, what's that tiger's name, Daniel? I'm watching that shit. I love Daniels. <laughs> Just My <saying>. two Daniels. <laughs> the three Daniels in my life. The the Marshall, Blue, and Daniel Tiger. <laughs> Although there's Dan Dan the library man, too. So, yeah. Oh. You're just surrounded yeah. by Daniels. No, man. What can I say? It's like when we went to go see uh, Hollywood Babylon and we, we met the, the Daniel and Joseph. Or no. And you had your Daniel and Joseph. We're like, we're Daniel and Joseph. And Daniel and Joseph. He's like, my name's Daniel. He's like, your friend's name Joseph? He was like, no. And we were like, oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we appreciate you guys listening. And until uh, the next level of the podcast. We'll say uh, we'll say whatever these guys want to say to close this out. Watch stuff; it's good for you. <laughs> um, yes, yes. Watch stuff. Watch it. Watch um, stuff. Watch stuff. Google, I'm so excited. To do, I'm so excited to do the Moon Knight spoiler review. That show's fucking rad. I am too. But we got two more episodes before that can even happen. No, you. Oi. Yes. Wait, no, you have two more episodes. Episode five is the one that just dropped? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yes, it is. Cool. So you have two more episodes. Yes. But then I, we have to we have to allow the obligatory like couple weeks to go by. Yeah, but we don't have to wait to record it. You're right. You're right. But next week we torment. <laughs> that means two weeks later, we moon night. Night moon. <laughs> We moon the nights. We moon it so hard. I'll moon everything. Wedge Antilles for the win. Just saying. <laughs> Blue moon, you saw <laughs> me standing alone. <laughs> Did we was, just have the name of the title or the name was, of the episode? The, the Blue, Blue Moon, moon Night. 
There we go. Moon in the night with the blue moon. All right. We'll catch you next time, friends. Thanks for listening to us. And until then, TTFN, Marshall Danny, the deuce. Howdy. Oh, no, no more pew, 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 pew. He's like, howdy, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a respectable uh, lawman now. Well, you go off and I'm a federal. Uh, I'm a federal agent now. I can't, I can't just be shooting at the hip. That's 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 a <laughs> that's a small town stuff, sir. Okay, and uh, Benjamin Blue for Blue the Fourth, aka the Earl of Blueberry. Ha! Yes, yes. Why do you sound like Thurston Howell the <laughs> Third? Because because Critter. I am I am so like uh, uh, I I have so many honorifics. I'm just. okay and just me uh ordinary average joe the wookie riot uh yeah ttfn us out (laughs) but bye pew 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 adios